Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good afternoon, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 49 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How's things, TC? Well, I thought they were getting better, but the way I was getting on, it might be getting worse again. Well, what's going on now? Well, I thought we'd have been really opened up by now. Is Sheffield... That's my, my wishful thinking, isn't it? Yeah, is Sheffield in the area that you live in, just out of there, in your village, is that all opened up now, or is it still kind of locked down? It's now it's uh, it's opening up. Yeah, it's opening up. But I think they frightened they frightened people that bloody much, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah. I th- again, yeah. I think that's the thing to see. I was uh, just talking to my customer earlier that when the restaurants and pubs open up, and she said, I don't know whether I'd actually go to them. And this is the thing you see: people are so frightened and don't really yeah. know what's going on. And they that there will be a number of people, certainly over the age of forty, that will think, "Oh, I'm not too sure whether I should go to the pub." But I think the kids, and generally, it's not the kids that get affected. They'll just no. carry on as they normally do, and yeah. they'll be crowding it like yeah. they did before yeah the kids you're right there gabby 100 the kids will um or the younger generation will uh, just go on go about the normal business it'll be the older people again what's uh, willing absolutely and be full of uh, going in these restaurants but first first time the restaurants around round our way i'm going to support them anyway yeah and absolutely and we will be as well how's the book going tc first and foremostly have you been spending more time with john and at what stage are you when's it going to come out we got a title of the book because uh, lots of listeners are going to be wanting to know all about tc's next well, book it's do- i think it's done over three and a half thousand maybe maybe a little bit more now um yeah. But a good session Wednesday uh, is, is back up again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's all going well. It's all going well. He's pleased with it. You know, I've given him some really good more. I've given him some good uh, more information. Yeah. So uh, we'll take it from there. I think this one will be. Uh, we're going to do it ourselves anyway. We're going to promote it ourselves. Yeah. You know, we're going to get it through the printer cells. Everybody makes money out of you. Out of you so you might as well. You might as well do it yourselves, Gabby, haven't you? Absolutely. And you've got the ideal platform. You've got your Facebook, you've got your Twitter, yeah. you've got your regular uh, podcast every week. So there's a, norm, a number of, of outlets that you've got to, to promote it. And, and, of course, all the groups that you're in as well, they make a huge difference, don't they? Of course. Well, at the end of the day, yeah. in, in, this, in this world, uh, with these big people, they don't rip you off. Absolutely. So you might as well do it yourselves, and like yourself, there's that many uh, platforms now you can get you can get into, yeah, and get onto. Uh, you know, there's Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Twitter. You know, there's all that. So, and if you just like oh else, if someone likes it, they pass it on to somebody else, etc., etc. And I mean, that's how it. Uh, that's how they get the reputation or, or get the feedback from other people, isn't it? So, yes, of course it is. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to what he's done, and and and. Uh, promoting it itself so I'm, I'm, I can't wait for it to, to, to be done to be honest and do you know what kind of time frame you're looking at till it comes out it's fully published and it's on the shelves well, and also well, through I would websites imagine, well I would imagine we'll do it round, round about Christmas you know yeah, what I mean that sounds about the best time to be fair that, that, that's the best time when you to to, uh, to promote anything isn't it you know yeah. especially sports books on it, isn't it? yeah absolutely you know but it's, this is a bit of a big shit like the other book was so uh, yeah it should be ready for about September, something like that. Yeah, superb. Ready to uh, start selling. Behind the lens, TC, one of our regular features, is that uh, that picture with, I believe it's Mickey Spate on the floor. What was the story behind the lens there? Well, the one the one uh, with Mickey is the, I think it's the uh, Boxing Day uh, massacre. Oh, right. So you had everyone uh, on the floor that day then? Yes. Um 
don't forget, I used to put a lot of people on the backsides with just a little feint. Yeah, you, you know, did. You know, but Mickey was a good player, a very, very good player. I think um, if we'd have had him in our team, it would have been a great addition for us. Mm -hmm. he, he was a, he was a good. He would. Excuse me, I've just had some pop. Um, it was very, very. He was too good to be playing in that uh, third division. Mm. Far, far too good. In fact, he finished up at Blackburn uh, yeah. when United didn't get promoted. Um, and I told Jack about well, you ought to go and buy him, Jack. He was one of them I wanted to. I wanted Jack to buy, but mm. he, he, he used to ask me about players, and then when he asked me about players, then he did nothing about it. But yes. uh, no, he's a good player, Mick. Very, very good player. Him and Sabella in midfield. Or uh, a good duo, very, very good duo. You must think at times when the manager asks you and doesn't then act on what your advice you've been given. Why did you ask me in the first place, Jack? What's going on here? <laughs> listen, I would ask me a few things, and yeah, yeah. He, he went, he went along with it. Hmm? Uh, Clifford, listen, even Cluffy asked me a couple of things. Yeah, which no. went, I mean, Tony Woodcock was a prime example. He was selling Woodcock, yeah. and I said to him, "I said you sell him, Gaffer," and I'll tell you what. Um, you, you'll regret it. Mm -hmm. And like I said to you, he said to me, you know, no about football, lad. <laughs> you know, two months later, three months later, he came back to me in front of everybody and he said, I take that back, you do know something about football. <laughs> you know, because uh, it was selling money to, to Lincoln or Doncaster. Both of them, they were just, I think, just didn't have the £30,000, £30, you know. Yeah. Um and that, what happened to me? He came back, broke into the side, and boom, he never looked back. I mean, great player, Woody, absolutely fantastic player. But no, Jack, Jack would always ask me about things, mm. you know, about players. Did I ever tell you about the Peter Beardsley scenario? No, you tell us right. now. We play Carlisle. So he says to me, he said, What did you reckon to him? But typical, I can't, it baffles me this. Typical Jack, he said to me, he said, uh, I think you're right. He said, but it's too small. I said, well, what about Johnny Giles and Billy Bremner? Different proposition, he said. Right? <laughs> I, listen, I didn't have to give it him when, uh, when, he, when he went to uh, Liverpool. I said, you know what, player Jack? Because I used to see him every now and again. See, you know, he used to start laughing, you know. But Jack, Jack loved big lads. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm five foot ten and a half and I was really strong. I wasn't stocky, but I was strong. Mm. You know, uh, and he always looked at Beardsley being uh, a pushover. You know, that's how he looked. I, Peter went from Carlisle to uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, yeah. And then Man United uh, turned him down. And he yeah. finished up going to, I think Man United had the first option on him. Yeah, I think he was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think he turned him down, Beardsley. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and then he went to Liverpool. But, yeah. uh, you know, Jack said to me, what do you think to him? I said, listen, play him, Jack. Mm. You know, we did... Billy Bremner used to say to him about Ian Snodden, by, by, nah, he's not my, he's not my type of player, you know. I mean, he finished up at Leeds and then he went up to Everton, but he, yeah. he finished with bad, bad knees, so, you know. But Jack just wanted big, big, strong kids. That's what he wanted, really big, strong kids, you know. It, it was, it was more for the physical side of it. Yeah, Jack, what a better player than what people give him credit for, you know. Yeah. If you watch old clips of Jack. When he ran with the ball, for a, for a guy at six foot three, mm. you know, he, he went past people. Yeah. Uh, easy enough. But don't forget, his, his brother Bobby was a player, weren't he? Oh, you know, yeah. one of the top fucking players in the world. Yeah. Jackie Melbourne. Yeah. So, I mean, that's his uncle or cousin, whatever it was. Uncle. Yeah. Uncle. So, one of the, the football's in the blood. Uh, I think he had another couple of brothers what played, but I don't think they quite made it. But uh, he, he, used to, he used to say to me, come into the dressing room, we'd be talking about players, we were the managers. Yeah. You know, and then the next thing you know, what are managers about them players? What, what you mentioned, so it's unreal at times for Jack, it was. It is, it's crazy, and you're right. I mean, with the Republic of Ireland, it, again, it was still, I mean, Jack was pretty dimensional in the way that he played, whether it be at Sheffield or or whether it, it be played at, um, at Republic of Ireland at international level. It was pretty, a couple of big lads up top and, and route one, wasn't it? It's, yeah. and, so, and, and it is amazing, really, because we've said before on the podcast, Leeds United were one of the greatest football teams that we've ever seen. He was a part of that, yet when he went into management, he played a direct game. It's just bizarre, really, but that's well, football, I guess. I knew Johnny. I knew Johnny Giles, not really well, but I knew Bremner better than I knew Giles. Yeah. Right. 
But when you spoke to them, they, they used to say to you, you know, Jack used to drive them around, Trish, you go up, and he used to, Jack used to say, get away from here, get up there, out of the way, you know. Because mm. uh, even though Brendan and Jack were big mates, they used to argue like, like cat and dog, because yeah. both of them, uh, Giles and Brendan, wanted the ball off him, but Jack was one of them wanted it away from away from the goal. Mm. <coughs> but I mean, when you think about it, it was it wasn't until about twenty eight when Jack broke into the England squad. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but like I said, he was a better player than what people gave him credit for. Mm. And you're right about Peter Beardsley, because I remember Audie telling me when he played against uh, Vancouver for uh, Seattle, and he come off the pitch. I mean, he got up, they got absolutely tortured by Beardsley, and Peter, Peter, uh, Peter, Audie said, "Who's this fella?" I mean, he, he was the first time he'd come across Beardo, so you know he certainly had a lot of ability. And one of my favourite players, I love to watch Peter Beardsley oh. play, magician, an absolute magician. Gambit. I remember you saying to me about, I tell you about when I don't forget what anybody says to me. Yeah. But I'd I'd, I'd, I'd had me eyeing him for a while. Yeah. Right. Uh, Grealish. Right. All them type of players. Yeah. They've all got three, four, th- four things in common. Yeah. Football brain. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. Don't give the ball away, mm. and always find space. Yep. And you can add composure on the ball. Watch them all. Watch yeah. any one of them. Mm. Every one of them. Do not panic. And when you hear someone say, uh, he has time on the ball, mm. you know, it's not, they, they, them type of players have time on the ball because they don't panic on the ball. Exactly. And you watch other players, it's like a not, it's like a not potato. They can't get rid of it quick enough. Yeah. You know, and that's why they give the ball away a lot that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and when you watch them players play, they don't just pass the ball. They 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 caress it, don't they? They they give such a weighted pass to the to the teammate and receive it again, and and are always looking to play the ball forward to make things happen and playing it between the lines and making it difficult for their opponents. Because as you said, they've got footballing brains. They're genius. If you watch it, all the top players. The balls, your Iniestas, the Messi's, the, the Hudson's, the Curry's. Mm. When they're playing a ball yeah. to, the, to, to the front three, front, whether it's a four, front four, they have a front three or a front two. Or even when they're passing in the midfield, they're always passing it so it's going forward and yeah. they can take the ball forward. Yeah. And if they, if they can't take the ball forward, then the person will play it back and that player what's played the ball forward, your Hudson's, and then they'll make an angle or a triangle where there's an outlet yeah. for the ball player on the ball. So everything is in their advantage. That's yeah. why the top teams will always win. Always win. Absolutely. I mean, I wrote, I wrote a thing about uh, pl- uh, Plan B. Why people keep going to Plan B? I've never known Plan B work yet. Because when anybody said, because all them who play with a plan, a plan B always get relegated. Yeah. Because the top, the top team, say, you know, the top teams, what we have in our country, right? That you go on the top six. The top six are never going to win the European Cup or Champions League. It's only the only two what's got a chance is the is the top two, which is Liverpool and Man City at the moment in time. Yeah. Before that, it was Arsenal and, and Man United. You never see the other the other two getting right up to, to semi final, did you? No. You know. So when you look at people went on and, and, and said about Everton. Very fantastic football team, but in in, in that cup winners cup, we played a, a, team, a, a university from Ireland, yep. Republic of Ireland. We played um, a Czechoslovakia team, an army team, yep. and then we played um, Fortuna Sittard. Yep. And then uh, they got the toughest one was obviously Bayern Munich, yep. and they beat them. Yeah. They've got a result out there, draw it out there and, and, and beat them at home. And then they played, it was the Austria-Vienna yep. in, in, in the final. So they've only, they've only played really one top team. Mm. And if you look at them all, when they do it, I mean, the, the difference now is your, your Barcelona's a really top team, your Real Madrid's a really top team. Uh, so now we've got Liverpool and Manchester City, whereas it was Arsenal and Man United before. Mm. See, Ajax now, all them, they never... They're never going to win a final anymore unless they have that little, really little bit of luck about it. Yeah. Because the early rounds, it's okay. But once you start to get down to the quarter final, mm. 
right? You can say, oh, yeah. When you, for me, when I look at the, the, the Champions League, I look at Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona, the, the two what finished first and second in in, in England, yep. uh, and Juventus, and that is about that's about it. Who could win it? Same teams every year, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. who can win it. Yeah. So people make me say, make me laugh when they say, it, it, you, you know, winning the Champions. League. Of course, it's great to win the Champions League. Make yeah. no mistake, that, that, but there's only five teams can win it. Yeah. When you look at it, because rest of them, you know, Paris Saint Germain now they they spent a few quid, and they've bought some really really top players. Yeah. So you can say them six teams are the only six teams what can win it really, aren't they? Yeah. When you when you analyse it, because. The rest in, in Spanish league have no chance. The rest in German league have no chance. I mm-hmm. mean, Bayern uh, Dortmund. It was a massive. It's a massive club that Dortmund. Oh, huge! But when, but mm. when they played, when they played, uh, every time they play uh, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich have got a second gear. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I've watched them a few times now, mm. uh, and I've gone with I've gone with uh, Dortmund just just for something different. You know, you know. Uh, if you ever gonna, if you were gonna back him, you would always back Bayern Munich or, or leave him alone. Yeah. Don't 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 back it. Don't bet against him. But what I'm trying to say is, uh, they've always seen they've always seen a second gear to go up to. Yeah. You know, and it's same as the two in 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 Italy in um, in um, Spain, Italy, Spain, England, Spain. the big leagues, the big clubs. But, but even in, but even in Italy, whoever wins that league, they know the best of them never get anywhere, do they? Yeah. You know when Mourinho when when Mourinho was at uh, Inter Milan, they won the league. Best of them struggled. Yeah. You know, so there's not that many teams can win uh, the Champions League. And that's what anybody says. They'll say, "Oh, look up the beat." Majority of them are getting buys really because they're, they're playing non-diplomed teams until. They get to quarterfinals, and then they're going to have to take on the big boys. Absolutely, and that's when and that's when you need a little bit a bit more luck going your way because oh, if, don't you, you just... if you even evenly balance, and then you've got to hope that you get a right decision from a referee. You've got to hope that one of your superstars turns something turns it on. Yeah, right. Uh, and hope that your goalkeeper is having a blind, and that their goalkeeper make make makes a mistake. You know, so. Football, it keeps having me. It's changed. Of course, it's changed. Everything changes and everything uh, improves. But it's always the same teams. Yeah. And what I mean to say, it's always the same teams. Oh, if you look at the teams that win their leagues and out of the Italian, French, uh, Spain, England, and and Germany, you forget best. You can't forget the best. Of course you can, and I think probably the reason that there'll never be a European Super League because if you add them top 16 or 18 teams, do you know what? Someone's going to finish bottom and none of them giants in I've European football will want to finish bottom, will they? I've, yeah. I've always said, uh, listen, I've always yeah. said that. Yeah. That's why, for me, it can't happen. Yeah, no, you can can't. have. What they can do yeah. is what they were trying to do not long ago, a couple of years ago, mm. are playing a game, say Barcelona, Man United in... Um, or, yeah, 100%. Real Madrid, Liverpool in in yeah. in, in, in Africa or yep. Dubai or that, that that's a money spinning thing. Yeah, that'll happen. That will you know, happen. That. Yeah. But you telling me that Juventus, Paris Saint Germain, just a Liverpool and Manchester City. Yeah. Uh, the two Spanish teams, Barcelona, Real Madrid, uh, Dortmund, and <clears throat> two of them is going to finish three, third and fourth bottom. What do you think? They're not going to put up with that. Nah, not at all. Not because at all. If all that money's in that league, yep. The the, the 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 top two are just going to get richer and richer, and the rest of them are going to fall behind even more. So exactly, it'll finish up like, finish up like Scotland. Yeah, it's, it's, it'd be like Turkey. It'd be like Turkey's voting for Christmas. Never no. going to happen. What did happen to you see the weekend was uh, Bundesliga football. What magic moments did you source for us this week? Well. I'll tell you the last. I'll, I'll tell you why I'm giving it a magic moment. I got him on my coop in Dortmund, and they scored it <laughs> last minute. So that, <laughs> when he faced Ireland, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cursing why he's not playing him. Yeah. Um, I think it was a great goal, but it was a magic moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how brilliant though! I mean, all joking apart, how 
brilliant was that header because it was a decent cross into the box, but he'd still got a lot of work to do work to, to get do the with power it. one. It was superb. You see, you see, when you see when you see players floating balls into the box, yeah. the defender will nine times out of ten will win it, Gabby. Yes, yeah. yes. That's why when I when I teach anybody, whip it in, put yeah. pace on it, don't over it, it mm. but make sure put because if it's anyone, yeah. You've got a chance of score because don't forget if you're getting if you're getting near to the byline, the defenders are running in and your yep. attackers are running in. It's only got to whip them. Yep. Right. But if if one of them if one of your strikers or your midfield players what's getting into the box is running and gets onto it right from a good quality pass, it'll fly into the net. Yep. It'll fly into the net. Yep. That's why you need to put pace on it. But if you keep floating balls and the keeper will come and catch them all day long, or the yep. centre halves will go and edit edit out long quality ball. Great finish with it when when you look at the header, mm. uh, but he's a big strong lad, and it, it, there was still work to do with it. Like you said, like yeah. you said, yeah. But he knew what he's doing. I mean, he's only how, how good is he going to be when he when he really when he when he because I keep telling you about Jock, you can still see the still development in him. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot more improvement in him and a lot in his body uh, when that really physically uh, develops, and. Playing with better players is even going to make him even even a better player. Mm. So he's going to be some player. Make no mistake. I mean, he won't stop at Dortmund. We all know that he won't stop at Dortmund. I think Man United uh, made a mistake not signing him. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think he will be on. He will go on to be one of the world's greats. And my yeah. belief is that he'll do that. Is because. He's far from the finished article, and you look at the goals he scores now. You look at his goal ratio that that he's that he's getting the goals at, and it, there's so much improvement. So when he improves to to as he needs to improve, that kid's going to be almost unstoppable. You know, he's going to be that good, Ireland. Listen, I watched him in an interview two weeks ago. Yeah, right, and it's typical, typical British. Yeah, right. They were slagging him off. Oh, he's a big head and all this, right? He was interviewed, and he was interviewed. He gave a confident. Uh, that's what I'm looking answer. for. Come on, Gabby. Confidence answer. Well, you can say answer. Hmm? He was confident in expressing himself about yeah. his own ability. Yeah. Right. And yet the English wanted to pull him down. He's only 19. He's, he's always decided to keep his. Why, if you if you if you believe in your own ability, absolutely, you put the ball there for it, and I'll get your goals. Yeah. You know, you put me in the team, I'll get your goals. You know, uh, yeah. don't worry about me. Just give me the ball in the right areas, and I'll get it there for you. Yeah. But we want to knock that. Why? Why yeah. do we want to knock it? I have no idea. Because you know? I... if you listen, I, I I didn't watch it all the week, mm. but I saw enough of them this week. But when. When I hear the English uh, pundits talking about these foreign players, and, the, and I'm thinking to myself, it's just typical. We always look for the negative side. Yeah. Now, I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was being overconfident. I think he was just uh, showing the, the belief in his own ability. You know, yes, I'm only young, but I've still improved in me. He didn't say that, mm. but that's what he's that's what he's thinking. Wait, will I really develop? Wait, will I really? Uh, Get the strength and wait. Well, I, you know, I'm the finished article, and I'll show you how good I'm going to be. Yeah. There's no, there's no harm in that. As long as it's not a big head, but we make a mountain out of a mole sometimes. See, I never seen that interview, but what I would have said if if I was interviewing and asked him, and he, he gave me that answer, I would have said absolutely spot on son great answer and that is why you're going to hit the top because you're full of self-confidence and all the best for you want to watch top man that's what I'd have said and give me a high five well done son that's what I want from my players god's sake exactly that's what I want I want the belief in them and I want them to have that little bit of arrogance about them correct what I'm saying about them type of players that's what you want from your players you want him to go on there and think of course you do Make them players fearful of you. That you, yeah. you know. By the way, he scores goals. I mean, you you get a twenty-five goal a season, man. Yeah. And they're worth the waiting goal. Of course they are. You know, when you look at him, and like you said, we're both saying it now. But that finished article, when that finishes, finished article's finished. Yep. He's going to be some player, and he's some player now. Absolutely. Did you source any other magic moments, or was that your only one? Because I have got another one as well, TC. No, give me yours. 
Eintracht Frankfurt second goal. Daishi Kamada. Oh, TC. I've put it up on uh, the current view on our uh, on our I'll group. I'll have a look at it. Uh, I'll have a look at it. He dances. Japanese international Kamada. He dances through the defence. Puts oh, a ball. A ac- the oh yeah. Puts a ball over to Andre Silva, and he just. You know we were on. He reminded me of a Simon Steinrod finish. Just backheeled it into the back of the net. What a goal. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what you pay your money for to watch football. That is my opinion. We praise we praise everybody else, but one of, one of our players does yeah. it. You know, you should, you know if, you want to, if you want to mess around going go to a circus, that does my head in. Yeah, Fans love it. Yeah. Fans love it. You know, but we, you get the continental players do it, and everybody goes, "Well, yeah. brilliant that." But when our players do it, they want, they want. I watched, I watched the game, uh, AC Milan and Juventus. I'm telling you, it was the worst football match I have ever seen. And when you talk, listen, that's because when anybody tells me there's be a lot of players are happy that there's no fans in ground. Yep, I'm telling you now because when anybody says a lot of players are frightened to play. Not the frank to play, but they don't want to have the ball because as soon as they get the ball, they, they can feel the tension from the fans yeah. if the fans don't like them. So a lot of them players now are not fearful, but it was slow. I mean, I want I want a tempo to, to game. Yeah. Also, I just want people. I, I, I criticise people that knock the long, knock a long ball. I criticise that when it when it's slow, sideward, backwards, sideward, backwards. But now the team wanted to win the game. It's maddening. But, it, I, I, but Italian football is like that at times, isn't it? I don't watch it. I mean, yeah, I, I the only time I watch Italian, the only time I watch Italian football is the World Cups. Yeah, you know. Other than that, I don't watch because it's so negative. Mm. And I hate negative football. In fact, that sideways backwards, I hate that more than I hate the long ball. At least long ball, you've got a chance of scoring goals. Yes. But the Italians, if they don't get beat, they're not bothered, are they? No, they. I mean, I remember the 1982 World Cup finals when that actually went on and won it. I don't think they scored a goal getting out of the group stages. And if they did, they scored they one with You're a right, 1-1 I, I draw. That, yeah. <laughs> they were, but then when they come and play Brazil, Paolo Rossi was on fire. And they, that's the thing with the Italians. I find them so frustrating because on their day, they're as good as anything but they do seem to have this mental attitude where they'd rather get a nil-nil than go out and apply themselves in the manner that we do for me two of their best players well three of their best players I've seen Italian they all go on I mean Beresi was a defender but he was a fantastic football player but Del Piero Zola and uh, Baggio Mm -hmm. all stood with their manager because they're, they're the same as the English managers they don't like technical players yeah it's it, it it's organisation and robot and having robots. Mm. This is what I want you to do. You go there. You go there. You go there. You know, and we just we're waiting for that the opposition to make uh, a mistake. And if they don't make a mistake, we've got a draw. We haven't lost. Yeah. And that's what they work on then. Mm. Yeah, they can uh, they they can keep that history vault. TC. We're always going to look at a player that you played with. And uh, this week, a little bit we're going to indulge in, and we have talked about him before, because we talk about a lot of your Forest teammates and Derby County and, and so on and so forth. Uh, John Prescott McGovern, did you realise that was John's middle name? Yes, he was best man at my uh, yeah. wedding. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Did you realise that was his, yeah. yeah, Prescott? I didn't know yeah. that was his middle name, yeah. Prescott. Is that, because yeah. he's Scottish, is that a, a historical middle name? Because sometimes that happens, doesn't it, with certain families? No, well, I, I, to be honest, I could not answer that. I yep. really couldn't. But mm. when someone's got a middle name, right? So if somebody's called uh, John and he's got a middle name as Freddie, yeah, you know, and when people find out, they start calling Freddie taking the Michael, yeah, you know, uh, and, and, and John. Uh, when people knew what his middle name was, Prescott, you know, they used to call him. Uh, How's your dad doing? You know, the uh, MP guy, yeah, yeah, John yeah. Prescott, yeah. Uh, they used to call him after that, you see, because he's John Prescott, John Prescott. Yeah. You know, so the middle names with a lot of footballers, if they, especially if it's a, a peculiar name, mm. the lads will take the piss because the dressing room, I tell you what, you have to be strong in the dressing room because sometimes it can be murder. And yeah. I mean, and it can, to be, it can be frightening really for some players because some players do go over top with it when, 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 when they set about some lads. 
But yes, I knew I knew his middle name. I knew his middle name was John Prescott. Just talking briefly about middle names: Robert Frederick, Chelsea Moore, again, Bobby Moore. Yeah, again, and I think um, uh, Emil Heskey was it, his middle name. I think was uh, was Ivan. How wasn't it? Ivan. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, so there are some very very peculiar middle names, but uh, John McGovern started his career with Brian up there. It used to uh, be uh, Hartlepool's, didn't it? Why was yeah. it Hartlepool's, and when did it move to uh, Hartlepool? Well, I've I've always known it as Hartlepool United. Yeah, but there was always an S on it, wasn't there, in them days, for some oh, reason? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Cluffy, I've heard Cluffy say about Hartlepool's. I used to think when I was a kid it was two different teams. Right. Yeah. I've always known it as Hartlepool. So. Yeah, Hartlepool. Because, I mean, they're, they're famously, I mean, they've got Angus the Monkey, and they? They've, yes, that's right. You yes. know, their nickname's the Monkey Angus. Through uh, historic links to uh, ships and people and coming famous, off him and hanging them. <laughs> yeah, their famous supporter is Jeff Snelling. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then he went to Derby, went to uh, Forest as well with Brian. I mean, McGovern, like John O'Hare, was another player that followed. Well, he didn't follow Brian. Brian bought Brian him to every him. club, didn't he? So when yeah. you look at Cluffy, the way that, that he had players, at, it, he was always his captain. He was his chief in command, wasn't he? What was John McGovern like as a player, TC? Well, typical, John John McGovern had respect for people. Yeah. Right? So, if the gaffer turned around and said to him, like, all I want you to do, lad, is get the ball and give it to that fat lad out there or give it to Terry. You know, and that's all he did. Yeah. Because that's what the gaffer wanted him to do. Whereas, something like me, if he said to me, I just want you to keep checking, checking back, I'd be thinking, I want to get forward, so I'm, I'm nudging forward. If he got caught out, I'd get a eight bollocking for it. Yeah. You know, I, I think we cluff as it happens, but what I'm trying to say is, whatever he said, whatever he asked him, it weren't that he, you know, he just respect, he's one of them what really respects someone. If he said, that's all I want you to do, then he does it. Yeah. But yet, he didn't like Brian Clough, you know. Did he not? Not, not, in, a, not in a way that he, he hated it. He, he wouldn't want to go out with him for a drink. Yeah. You know, he loved him as his boss, and that was it. Yeah. You know, he always, because he always thought, uh, I would check some pe- some players, because some players were frightened to death of him. Yeah. But I never seen him give anybody a bollock in it. He was one of those guys, what, you know, his luck used to frighten certain players. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that, you know, when he got that look off at Gaffer, that, yeah. you know, he'd done something, something wrong. So, yeah. He was just one of those players. You would have him in your team. If you wouldn't pick him, you would not pick him in training in your five sides. Yes. But when he comes to match days, right, he never ever let the team down. Yeah. Ever, ever. And when you look at him, I mean, Graham Saunders was so frustrated when he played against him because he used to think he's not he's not a footballer. Yeah. Yeah. Forrest would beat him, and it would make Saunders so mad. And angry, you know what I mean? Yeah. But lovely kid, lovely, lovely man, so polite, uh, well respected, well respected. He respected everybody else, um, but never let anybody down. Him and him and Boyer uh, was a great uh, duo for Nottingham Forest. They just did the simple things, and they give it to the players uh, what could do the business, and they they just made sure they get the balls off the back four to give it to the to to the Fun three, uh, and all I can say about him at the end of the day is never wherever he went in. I mean, he never got a chance at Leeds United, but he never let anyone down at Derby County. They went on to win the league there, yeah. And at Forest, they won, they won a league title and they won two European Cups and a couple of League Cups. So, yeah. terrific career. And not even capped by Scotland, no, no, strange, isn't it? No, listen, well, when you look at when you look at the team, then. Yeah. When you look at the team, um, Sooners. Oh, they had some great players, without a doubt. You know, uh, Don Masson, uh, Archie Gemmel. Mm. They've got stacks of oh, yeah. stacks and stacks and stacks of players, haven't they? Yeah. You know? Oh, they had. But when you look you know, at someone as decorated as John McGovern, it, it uh, is, it, I mean, he would be, in modern day times, an absolute shoe in to be the, the Scotland captain there, wouldn't he, if McGovern was playing today? 
Yes, but what I'm, what I'm, it still would not. It still won't get into team. Do you not think so, Scotland? No, no, okay. no. No, he would only get... Clough is the only one who will get the best out of him. Yeah. I mean, when, he was, when, when Cluffy left Leeds, he never got a game at Leeds, did he? No, but I think he certainly... Um, yeah, he, 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 he arrived at Forest before that. Brian, didn't he? You know, I mean, to be honest, it's not his fault mm. that Cluffy bought him, yeah. is it? It's not his fault that Cluffy bought him. And, and so for the, for the Leeds United lads to give him stick... Oh, absolutely, you know, yeah. ...and not want yeah. him there, you know. I've always said, it's, at the end of the day... People make me laugh when they say, oh, he's, not, he's a good player, he's not a good player, so on and so on. Yeah. If you don't get a chance with the team, mm-hmm. what chance, you know, you can't, people can't say, oh, he's a bad player because the manager's not picking him. Yeah. You know, Cluffy, they were good for each other because Cluffy got the best out of him. Yeah. Right? And, and, and he gave Cluffy what Cluffy wanted. Yep. Once he got players in the team, what could discern things with the ball? Create one. What I mean by that: create chances, score goals, uh, and what a big influence on the team. Then, if you look at it, you'd always get a player what's got that type of uh, strength in him. Yeah. He's always got that type of player in there, Cluffy. Because choose how much he wants as a footballer. He always wants one of them what can hold the midfield together. Yes. And. You know, they're not going to get out of get out of place where the team's going to be unbalanced. Mm. You know, and so that's what he's good at. But I think John, uh, not was lucky was Clough loved him. Yeah. But he, I mean, like I said, look, he was a great player. But I don't think he would have done as well for any other managers what he did for Cloughing. And that's that's all. I, yeah. and I think I'm honest with it. I think yeah. I'm honest with what I'm saying with that. And I think if you spoke to John. And we were sat here about three of us. He, he would agree on that because, yeah. you know, he knew that... Uh, because when somebody likes you, uh, Gabby, yes. it's easy it's easy to play so, for someone who, who likes you than it is when you're playing for someone what's giving you a rollicking all the time and you're in out of team. He, yeah. he was always picked. He knew he was always going to be picked. So it, that gave him that confidence to, you know, to go out there and express himself. Because yeah. when I were at Forrest, when he'll tell you himself, the fans used to give some right stick. He used, to, he used to boo him every. And when the team sheet went up, you know, when they announced players when they came out, you know, they go, they they go, Way! or boo, you know, and he's such a lovely lad. He wouldn't hurt anyone. Yeah. Uh, he, he wouldn't hurt anyone. Mm. It's funny how football fans look at certain players <laughs> and team within the team, isn't it? And how managers look at it in a completely different way, and, and players to boot. Listen. You'd be surprised how many players are the same. Yeah. But then when they come a manager, they can't think like managers. Yeah. You know, because all, the, all, the all they were looking for, all they've looked for, I mean, I can speak about our Kendall, I can speak about Cluffy. They never spoke about second ball, win the second ball. Yeah. You know, when you've got it, look after it. Yeah. Because it'd be hard to get it back up for certain teams. Yep. You know, um, so that's what they did. But what, what, Majority of them do. All they think about is win the. You, I used to hear it all the time. Win the second ball. I used to think to myself, oh, the first. Yeah. Just keep, just keep the ball. Then we don't have to win it. Yeah. You're not going to keep yeah. it all the time, but you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Half at times, team. Half at times, an hour playing teams are giving you back anyway because you just bought it long anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's a great quote from Cloy, uh, from Quife. Cruyff, when yeah. he turned around, he said, "When well, we, we used to love playing England because we used to let them have the ball because we knew they would give it us back. Yeah. You know, so the thing about Clough and, and McGovern, they were meant for each other. Yeah. Make no mistake on that, they were meant for each other. Brilliant. Absolute brilliant, TC. Five of the best, most skillful players that you've played with during your career. Well, I've played I play with some umdingers. Yeah. And I mean some of them as skillful players. Right, I'm gonna give you them now. John Roberts is one of them. Yeah. Kevin Sheed is another one. Yeah. Uh Alan Ball's another one. Yeah. Because his was a technically one touch, you know, but absolutely couldn't get near him. Mm. And the best I mean that I'll give you. Sheeds, Robertson. Sheed, yeah, Sheeds, Robertson and Borley. So you got three. You've got two to pick. Now, do I go with John Masson? Ian Boyer. I'm going to go with Ian Boyer. Because he was 
he was a better player than what people give him credit for. Yeah. And the best one was Charlie George. That, yeah. was, that was, They were my five. But I've plenty more. Yeah. Peter Reid. You know, different types of players. But you, you, you're yes. looking at players like we've passed people. Is that what you're on about? No, I just... Five skillful players. You know, because for me, the game is all about skill. Skill. It, it, it's about being able to control the ball. Re- before you've received the ball, knowing what you're going to do with the ball. And all them five players that you've mentioned. I mean, what he says about Alan Ball how brilliant he was one touch football he said we we used to have England training sessions and we'd be just looking at each other and singing that song Magic by January by um, Pilot you know Pilot, yeah. Bawley he said Bawley was just absolute magic and John Robertson I mean not a greater winger that I've ever seen in my lifetime I thought I thought Robertson was just he was just the dogs wasn't he listen you look at John yeah right he never a black suit and a pair of tanned hush uh, puppies. <laughs> Always carrying a little bit of weight, but not fat. But carrying a little bit of but weight. Cluffy but Cluffy called him weight. fat, lad, didn't he? Yeah. Call... <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do it today, would you? <laughs> no, right? but yeah, exactly. Didn't this do what them any harm. This yeah. is what makes me laugh. People look at it. Right? You wouldn't pick him. You wouldn't pick him. You look at him and people wouldn't pick him. Right? And then you watch him in training. He weren't the best trainer. Yeah. Right? But as soon as he... Three o'clock, as long as you go on that football field, mm. superstar. Absolutely. Yeah. They, pet, they were petrified of him. Yeah. They didn't know to get close to him. They didn't know to drop off. Mm. Right? Dropping off were no good anyway because he got two good feet and he could clip a ball. When I say clip, not clip a ball, he could put a, a fantastic ball in. Yeah. So they tried to get close to him. When they got close to him, he'd just drop his shoulder. And he weren't the quickest. Mm. Right? But all he needed was that half a yard when he dropped his shoulder, he got past him and then he put the ball in early. Yeah. With quality, you know, sheets. Another one, same, absolutely one of a left foot. Mm. But I mean, with Trevor Stevens, Viv Anderson, full backs, yep. technically gifted footballers. Uh, Gary Stevens up at uh, Everton, right back, yep. absolutely fantastic footballers. Colin Todd, brilliant for defence, absolutely touch like a you know, so mm. pure on, on his touch, you know. He, he was never going to go away from him. So his next pattern, his next touch was a you know a, a, a beautiful ball to one of the midfield players or into one of his strikers. Yeah. Roy McFarlane. I played play with that many great players. It was it, it's been untrue, but those are the five because of the five. What's going to play midfield or or, or up, up, up front? Mm-hmm. You know that's where they get all the glories. And I feel sorry for defenders and goalkeepers because you know. Without them, you don't win titles, you don't win cups, you don't win anything because we are the ones what can win a, a game in a split second, but they're the one what do, does it for what? 45, 42, 20, 23, yeah. 28 games, or 38 games, whatever, they are, whatever amount of games you play. They're the ones what really win the titles. You know, the technical players win matches. Again, that's what Brian did, though, when he built his teams, didn't he? He built it on that solid foundation. And as you've said on many times on on the podcast, the goalkeeper was the most special position on the park. And you've always maintained you'll never win anything without a world-class goalkeeper. Never, never, ever, ever. I mean, Cluffy saying Charlie George when he's near gone. Yeah. Stan Bowles, what, same towards the end of his... Still a decent player was Stan. Yeah. But if if it had had them at at the right age, you know, whether he, he could have handled them or not, I, I don't know. You just don't know that. Yeah. He, he did. He did take them at, at, at the end of the careers. But when you look at the players he got at Derby and at Forest, boy, I would bet them what people give him credit for. Yeah. John Robertson, absolutely superstar. Inton. You yeah. know, when you look at the, the players, Gemmels, all technical players. Yeah. Terry Hennessy. You know, Kevin Nectar, yeah. John O'Hare. Uh, all these players are fantastic footballers, Gabby. Absolutely fantastic. But you couldn't play for Brian Clough if you wasn't technically a footballer because he wouldn't want that no. kind of player, would he? Well, well, look at this. Yeah. He bought Gary Mexon. I think he had him 30 seconds. I'm exaggerating there. But he didn't have him that, that, that long, did he? Right? And Gary Mexon was technically not a bad player. Yeah. Then he buys John Sheridan. Yeah. Right? Chesney signs for Chelsea and he wanted to play for Cluffy and it was a biggest mistake he made because he'd just have a fit. Why? I don't know because Ches is technically a gifted player, you know, but I don't know if Ches would have been answered to Cluffy back. 
you know, a lot of players didn't answer him back when I was there. Nobody, it's only me would say anything. Yeah. But I didn't answer him back when I was saying, you know, you, you know, he ain't got a clue what you're talking about. Mm. So I don't know. But, uh, and he, he was saying with Shez, he, he didn't have, I think he only had him a, a week and he got rid of him. Yeah. You know, so even players with ability, if he didn't think they were right for that team, he would get, he would get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, it was Pete Taylor bought the one, Peter Ward from Brighton. He technically, he was a good player. Again, yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, but he struggled at Forest, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I will say that about there was there was players, what were good players. He nearly let Woody go. He nearly let Woody go. Yeah, I mean, I but think you're right. Yeah, you had to be able to play. You've got to be. You've got to be able to have a good touch and have a football brain on you. So he wouldn't have you. I've still got to finish my uh, Stan Bowles autobiography because he bought Stan at Forest, and uh, I'm sure Stan said that that him and Brian only talked through rumour at the end of his career. <laughs> there. But I think reading Stan, reading Stan's autobiography, I mean that should be put to silver screen. His life story. He is just the most incredible person that's ever played football. I mean, we've had a few of them that have been, you know, different class. But off the field, not on the field, because, I mean, Stan was on there and he, he played his football. But I think off the field, I mean, he was just... I just think he was just totally different and a one-off. I'm, I don't think anything faced Stan Bowles. I mean, he, he no, went missing from a few clubs. I've never really... I've never... Listen, I were no different than Stan. Hmm? I were no different than Stan. I'd be I'd be upstairs yeah. watching raising until quarters of three, and they'd be all asking where I was. You know, uh, I'd go out and put a bet on, and then you know, uh, go watch the go watch the television. And I've said I've said to fans before, what's one twenty past three race? You know, so yeah, I Stan Stan Stan's opened up about his life. I've never opened up about mine yeah. ever. Yeah. You know, so I understand Stan, but I like to laugh. Sometimes I think Stan were too serious with everything, you, you know. Yeah. Uh, I like Stan, an absolutely fantastic football player. But, it, I mean, it was a bit like me because he'd be at dogs. Be, if I weren't at dogs, he was there. If I weren't at Austin's, he was there, you know. <laughs> and he had a good laugh with him. Yeah. But but if he lost his money... Yeah, he'd well, done that a lot, Denny. That was his problem. He'd lost, he'd lost, yeah, he'd lost his head. Yeah. Yeah, he'd done, a, he'd done an awful lot of... Uh... I mean, if only he was as good at picking horses as what he was at putting the ball in the back of the net, then I think Stan would have been a multi-millionaire. Random question, TC. Dogs or cats, and what was your first pet? None. Really? None. None. Uh, I love animals. Yeah. But I think, I think you've got to... Well, I don't think... You, I, I just cannot be tied down. Yeah. That's why I could never... I've never lived with women women for long enough. Yeah. I just can't not be tied down, you know, because I'm, I'm here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Where, so when you got a nanny, see, my dad always had a dog. Yeah. Always had a dog. But they looked after him, he'd groom it and bath it and take it for walks. You know what I mean, Gabby? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not one for, you know, so if, you, if, you, if you're going to have animals, I mean, mum when these little kids, Tom and Joe, can we have a dog, dad? I said, look, you're not going to look after it. I can't walk it. Which yeah. I can't go far. I've never been able to go far for work since I played football because I had to finish with bad knee, really bad knee, yeah. really, really, really bad knee. You know, so I've got a, a, I've got a pinned ankle and two really bad knees. Yeah. Right now, if I sit in car for ten minutes, if I sit down on, on a chair for ten minutes, when I get up, I'm walking like a really crippled old man. Yeah. Until I get going. So I love animals. You know. Uh, I think we finished up having a cat. Because it finished up being a stray, yeah. But uh, I'm not one for it because you've got, you know, I don't like putting him in kennels or, you know, when you're going on all of that type of thing. Yeah. You've got to really, really love them. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't ever do any uh, uh, an animal any harm, but yeah, I think you've got to really love them, you know, because I don't think the foot house, but a lot of people have them in the house, you know, no. they'll, they'll take them to bed, sleep on bed with them. So, but no, no, I'm not one for, for having animals, but I do like them. But my dad's always had one. My dad always had a dog. Always. Never without a dog. Until he died, my dad always had a dog. You and uh, you and Hudson are very similar, um, especially when it comes to females. Huddy says the only two females I've ever got on with is the uh, two-year-old Philly <laughs> that he had <laughs> and Alexa. <laughs> 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 is it the only female that ever does what she's told? 
no, no, no. Listen, oh, I've fantastic. always been like that. <laughs> a woman can do what, he, do what she wants. You know, if, if, listen, if, if, I, if I'm living with someone and she said, can I go on holiday? Yeah. You get yourself off. But if I said, I want to go, I'm going, I'm going away with Gabby, they'd be all, all broke loose, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just don't like being tied, Gabby. I just don't being tell what, don't do this. I mean, I've had some fantastic women, really, really nice women. And, but some of them, what are you talking to him for? What are you, what are you missing? My, yeah. They're my friends. You know, to my friends, that's who I like. That's who I want to be with. Yeah. You know, I'm not. It's just I just I hate being tied down. Mm. I just hate being tied down. I just want to be able to go. I'm one of them. What will go? If we're going to go to the supermarket. It's not going to go to the supermarket with me because I'm, I'm out. They want to pick up things like that. Now I, I could turn around and say, right, I'm going to race this today. Get ready, we're going. They need two hours to get this. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm, they'll tell you. They'll all tell you. I can't. I can't sit still. I can't sit down. I can't concentrate for long enough to 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 sit. I mean, talking with you is a bit different because we're just talking about football. Yeah. But if I'm if, if I'm with three or four people, right, and and, I, and someone else comes into me and say, oh, I'm going to see now where Gabby. Gabby will text. I'm a, I'm down at Derby, and yeah. I'll just say I'm in Nottingham. Right, lads. I'll see you later. See you in a bit. Are you coming? So and so, she's with me. If she said, No, I'm stopping here, then I'll just get, I'll bugger off. I'm, I'm just that type of person. Yeah. I've never once said to a woman, You know, make me a cup of tea, don't do this. You know, I mean, I've still said, Make us a cup of tea, like, but I'll make, I'm not one, I can cook, wash, clean, iron, I can do anything. And I, majority of the time, I do it myself anyway, Gabby. Yeah. You know, so I've never been like, you know, um, saying to a woman, they, they can't do this. But at the same time, I hated it when they were telling me that I couldn't do it neither. Yeah. Um, people being tied down, footballers with contracts. There's a number of the players now as we're reaching the 30th of June that have got bad backs, bad legs, bad hips, coronavirus, <laughs> a multitude of ailments and illnesses because they, they're out of contract. They've already sorted a contract with another club. You can't blame them not playing, can you? Or not wanting to no. play. The thing is, because of this coronavirus scenario, yeah. Uh, you've got to be careful that they don't go and get doing get injured because you know it is a short career. Yeah. And, and even now I've realised you've got to get out of it what you can. Yeah. Without be, with you know you've got to give and take. I still think you've got to give and take. Yeah, of course you but have. Today's modern day footballers, especially in the big two leagues, make a good living. Yeah. In the big league, they can make a great living. Yeah. You know your superstars are only different. They're on a different level. Mm. Um, so you shouldn't let your club down because they have backed you, right? Mm. But a club will get rid of you when they don't when they think you don't want when they don't want you. And I'll take that back, but it's not the club. I'd never ever blamed a football club in my life. It's yeah. always the manager. Because Correct. it's the manager, it's not yeah. a club what sells you. Yeah. You know, when people say, Oh, I hate I hated that club, I can understand saying it weren't for me thing. Nine times out of ten, it's not the club, it's the manager, because if that manager's not picking you, you don't get on with him. Yep. You know, I, I watched the Frank, Frank uh, Lampard interview the other day, and he went about some manager, and he didn't get on, he didn't mention him, like, you know. Yep. And I have to laugh, because I think to myself, oh, when I when I said I didn't get on with certain managers, you know, you're a trouble causer. When when they say it, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. You know, and I think to myself, Udi will tell you the same. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll tell you the same. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, I've never... I will always first day for training, last to leave. Time is autumn. Never cause any trouble in training, never yep. moaned and groaned, got yep. on with it. Mm. You know. It's incredible. When I would moan and, moan and groan about if, if the philosophy, and if, yeah. I, if I weren't playing, as well to sell me. Yeah. But the, other than that, I would never, ever any trouble, ever. Isn't it incredible, though, that certain players, it was always oh. their fault, whereas others that would do worse, you've always said this, they'd drink more, they'd do anything, but, but they'd never get in the trouble, they'd never get the uh, the headlines in the uh, in the newspapers, but you look at certain well, players... Well, because they... I'll tell you what it is, yeah. and I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. They Their players never answer them back. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you now, Gabby, you've been in dressing room, and eight out of... Uh, for 14, 8 out of them 14, so you can 10 out of 14 and, and slag the manager off behind his back. As yeah. soon as the manager come in, yeah, boss, yes, you know, and so, so be a ruddy or, or stand and turn around and stand balls or Charlie George will say, oh, we don't agree with that. Yeah. 
So you're the ones what's in trouble. Exactly. I mean, what we should have done, we just kept his mouth shut like they did. Yeah, but you can't. No, well, that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. You can't. You are what you are, aren't you? And and instead of managers listening to players like that, they uh, they they seem to take it the wrong way. You know, again, a troublemaker. He's got his own opinion. He's got his own mind. He must be a troublemaker. No, he's got his own mind. He's got I, an own opinion. I got fined a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, and I accepted him. Yeah. Right. But I remember uh, getting kicked at. There were twice when I refused to pay the fine, the hundred quid. Yeah. Right. There were twice when I got fined hundred quid, and uh, he said, "You've been." I said, "I'm not paying that because it weren't my fault." Yeah. It weren't my fault. And one was at Bristol City, and he went into the safe and he gave me the hundred quid back. Give me the hundred quid to, to take it back off me, and then he he, he put in press, he'd find me hundred quid, and I got yeah. said, "You know, I've been fined hundred quid." But I, I would like that because if I thought I were right, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. You yeah, know? absolutely. But, yeah. A couple, but, but a couple of times when I, you know, when I didn't deliberately kick anybody, but you know when they've kicked me, yeah, and I jump up, kick them back, mm. you know, frustrated in it, and then I thought, well, that that is my own fault, that. But if I've made a tattle and I'm thinking, well, hang on a bit, what are you be for? You know. TC, uh, oh, you, mean, you left I, me I, briefly. I, then <laughs> you I just went away. You know, I would imagine Frank would have said, express his opinion. Frank Worthington. Yeah, no, more players. You know, yeah. I, the, the players like that will always, because I've been in dressing rooms, they yeah. will always have something to say. Absolutely. You know, and that's why that's why they class them as mavericks and they don't trust them and, and everything else. But we didn't win. And I tell you what, certain managers haven't won because when you look, when you look what's happened now to managers, Right, and how they change everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we're getting less and less English managers. They're all moaning and groaning about them. You're not getting a fair crack at whip. You know, you some Allardyces now are all going to struggle to get jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so they've got. Mm-hmm. They went down one route, and even they didn't help the. the you know, the, the the technical players. What could have helped them? You know, they'd fetch somebody what's not been in-game just to agree with them. Yeah. But everything's now backfired. Well, the good thing about it for them is that they've come out of the game with a lot of money. Other than that, you know, they'd feel frustrated. I mean, don't bother me, but I mean, other players, other players I play with are frustrated because they've never got jobs. You know, I mean, there's a lot of managers what's applying for, there's a lot of ex-players applying for jobs, not even got replies back. 100%, yeah. Not even got replies back. I know, it's criminal, yeah. You know, so why why they don't give somebody an interview? Then you can turn around and say, well, he's not. I don't think he's going to be good enough. Choose who it is, but they've never they've never even done that. No, I know. It's in- we're the only sport. We're the only sport where is if you've not played it, you can go and get your coaching badge and become a football manager. I know. I've always said this. I can't swim, but I could be a swimming coach. It's ridiculous. I've got my badges. If yeah. you if you translate the same what we do in football to other sports, and you're right, it would be absolutely stupid. But that that happens in football. What's also going to happen, TC, is the vacuum is going to be plugged in. Yeah, we've been in over an hour now. Yeah, I know. just so that brings us to our football forecast, TC. It's fourteen fourteen now. I've pulled it back. We're going to be back to the Premier League because the Premier League is back this week. And yeah. we're going to still look at uh, Munich and Dortmund as well. So the first game that we're going to be looking at this weekend is Aston Villa versus Chelsea. How do you see that game going? Are we having the midweek game? No. Nah, because it's like it's Tuesday afternoon. It's going to be the Wednesday. Yeah, so we're going to go. We're going to go week weekend games only uh, for for this. I fancy Villa to beat Sheffield United, but and I mean that I really do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd fancy Chelsea to beat them. What score, TC? Two one. Two one. So Villa one, Chelsea two. Hmm. I just think it's mad in it because it's almost like a new season and the weather's out. It's nice and not, the everything's changed. I'm going to go Villa have got off to a great start and beat Sheffield United and draw 1-1 against Chelsea. I see that, but I just, I just, I think Chelsea, yeah, they'll be on fire, I think, for me, for some of these. I've got a funny feeling Chelsea are going to have a good running. Yeah. Liverpool away to one of your old clubs, Everton. 
how do you see that one go in the Merseyside derby the weekend? 3-0 Liverpool. Yeah, you can't really see much more than a Liverpool away win. I'm going to go 2-0 Liverpool because Liverpool, if they just carried on the way that they finished, absolutely on fire. And you can't see many teams stopping them, similar to what you've alluded to earlier with Bayern Munich. Cardiff versus Leeds United. This looks like a cracker on paper. I think it it looks like a cracker on paper. I think Leeds will beat them 3-0. Right, OK. So you go in at Cardiff nil, Leeds 3. I'm going to go 1-1 there again. I think Cardiff were difficult to uh, get results at um, whilst they're playing at home in front of their own crowd. But of course, no, they're always, not going to be there, are they? So, no, Cardiff yeah. always seem to get uh, get a result against Leeds. But I think Leeds will finish it off. Leeds will finish, finish it off this season by, yeah. you know, by, I think they'll go for Champions League Leeds. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But again, that that home advantage, as we've seen in the Bundesliga, it doesn't seem to be there. So I'm no. going to go one-one. You're going to go three-nil for Leeds. Fulham, my tip for the uh, the title, as Leeds were for, for you for the title against Brentford. I think this is going to be a cracking West London derby as well. Two-one Fulham. Is it at Fulham? It's at Fulham. Yeah, it's a Craven Cottage. Fulham. Right, you're going two-one Fulham. If Fulham carry on as they did before we we, uh, we locked down, they've re- they've had some terrible results. I'm going to go again one-one yeah. because Fulham seems to have lots of draws. Many times I back Fulham and they drew, so I'm going to go a draw. Two of your old clubs here, the club that you love, Sheffield Wednesday against one of your former uh, clubs, Nottingham Forest. One-nil Wednesday, but that's that's moving up than anything else. Again, I can see another draw, but I'm not going to go a draw there. I'm going to go an away win, Forest. I'm going to go nil Sheffield Wednesday, one Forest. Yeah, well, I for no reason other than yeah, for no other reason apart from I, I just think that um, you look at it. See the fa- I mean, there's no fans there, but the fans are not happy. There's you know, there's things happening at the ground behind the scenes. What's not right? So I think it's, it's mm. there was no confidence there at the moment in time at Wednesday. But I'm just I'm going to go for a. More than anything else, a one nil win for Wednesday. Yeah, and mine's based on nothing really. My way win for Forest, but you're right. At Sheffield, there does seem to be a, an undercurrent that that's that's quite nasty there, and you you wonder where it's going to finish. By Munich, Freiburg. I know where this game's going to finish, TC. But how do you think it'll finish? One one. Really? Yeah. I I'm going to give you a chance to go in front. <laughs> Thanks, TC. That could be a simple tap in that one. <laughs> Munich 3, Freiburg 0 is where I'm going. And finally, RB Leipzig uh, versus Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund. How would you say this Dortmund, game? Dortmund 2 0. Yeah, I think this could be a dead rubber, to be fair, because I think Munich would have already won the league. But you never know. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dortmund as well, because I, I like Dortmund. So I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to go the same as... No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going to change it. Never change a bit, but I'm going to... Um, I'm going to go 2-2. 2-2? Yeah, I'm going to go for a Desmond on that one. So you're going to give me a chance? I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you the simple tapping back again, TC. <laughs> so, as I did uh, win last week's um, football forecast, and it's a yes, seven, magnificent seven, I'll pick the music. I'm going to go with Steely Dan's Go back, oh, Jack, and do it again. Really? And I'm hoping that's that's what Jack Grealish does. Go back to that form that he produced at the beginning of the season and throughout the season and does it again for Villa and keeps them up. And I'm sure that I'll get some dog's abuse from Blues fans that listen to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's part of the course, isn't it? So, yeah, TC, love to you and yours. Thank you so much for your time, TC. The hour flies by. So, until next time, we'll uh, say to our... Yeah, have a good weekend, everybody. And it's going to be a nice weekend, bit looks of it. So let's hope that uh, we get a little bit closer to getting some fans into the stadium soon. Absolutely. And let's hope all the fathers have a great day as well, Sunday. And Alan Hudson's yeah. 69th birthday to boot oh, as well. We'll have a drink. I'll have a glass of wine to celebrate his birthday on, on Sunday. Yeah, I will. I think Audi will be having a vodka and orange. <laughs> right. See you later. Bye-bye. Cheers, pal. Tell me, bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.